Welcome back to episode 10 of Amateur Hour with the Fantastic Four. Today, there's only three of us. It's your man, the Axeman, Joe. You've got the Butcher, Ben Daly, and we've got Captain Hook himself, Edward Gibbs. And today, the topic is golfing attire. Now, given the topical uh, most recent goings-on in and around golfing apparel with uh, Tyrrell Hatton wearing a hoodie to begin with, uh, made by Adidas, great brand. And most recently, Rory McElroy, uh, featured in the Nike, or Nike, uh, if you're English, uh, golfing hoodie. We're going to discuss what that means for golf, what that means for golf apparel, apparel rather, and uh, where it's taking the sport. And there'll also be a, a quick feature from yours truly about some new golfing attire that he himself has uh, recently purchased and we'll, we'll get onto that later but uh crossing now over to captain hook take us take us on this journey mr gibbs all right so uh hello um yeah so bit, bit of a bit of an interesting one uh, potentially caused the biggest debate of um the modern era of golf perhaps um the hoodie uh we've, we've seen macaroni this weekend uh, recently uh, we've seen Tyrrell Hatton wearing it as well. Um, where's everybody standing? What, what's, where's everybody's opinion on that? Ben, what, what do you reckon for the, for, the, for the future of golf? I've got to say, to start off with, I'm, I'm, I was surprised by Rory. I didn't, I didn't um, of everyone on tour, I, don't think, I wouldn't have had him down. So it's quite a bold move. I, maybe it shouldn't be classed as a bold move, but it is quite a bold move. Um, and I was surprised that Rory was one of the first ones to, maybe he's the first one on the PGA Tour, I don't know. I have to check that. Um, the first one to do it. Tyrrell Hatton's quite a, a well-known for being outspoken. Um, so it's not as surprising from somebody with his kind of character. Um, but Rory, it, I, I was quite surprised by that. I maybe expect it from some of the younger players. Really, probably like maybe a, a DeChambeau move or something like that because he's pretty happy to do what he wants. But I was surprised that it was it come from Rory. He's quite a uh, traditional golfer, I would say. Um, but I think it looks good. I think it's practical, especially for Tyrrell Hatton in the UK. I'm sure Roy didn't need it at the States this weekend. Um, but I think it looks good. I think it's practical. And I think, frankly, um, it's all about practicality and efficiency and style. And style doesn't have to be smart. Golf is, a, is an active sport. Um, I think it's perhaps a stereotype that needs to be moved away from. Joseph? I think that's good. Yeah, Joe, Joe, do you reckon it's good for the future of golf? Do you reckon it's going to encourage more people in? I think or do you reckon it's going to deter the older people away? I was going to say that's a leading question, Mr. Gibbs, but I would agree that, yes, I think it's, it's good for the future of golf in terms of uh, get, trying, aiming to get more people into it from a variety of backgrounds and wants when they go out on the course and, and accessibility. Uh, I think it's... I think it's very good. Uh, whether collared shirts and the downfall of them will follow next, we'll, we'll see. Um, I certainly think that that could be the route forwards as well. Um, it's a good look, no doubt. It's a smart hoodie as well. It's not like it's just a, uh, a yep. terrible looking hoodie. It's, it's pretty smart. As Ben said, it's comfortable. It's probably efficient for them, makes them warm. Um, and if they're comfortable playing golf, they're probably going to get the best out of them. So no qualms with it at all really 
Do, do you think that it potentially could be a big move from Nike or Adidas in their branding? Because you think it's really clever, right? All these images have been posted all over the internet of Rory and Tyrrell wearing their Adidas and their Nike Nike jumpers. So do, do you think it's a clever move from them? Or do, think, or do you think it's come from the players? Guerrilla marketing, isn't it? They've definitely it capitalised on it. They're definitely getting people to share it somehow or another. Um which propagates it into the general population of golfers. And I suppose then it's, it's almost because there's a other golfers want it and there's a purchasing power there behind that. I think golf clubs in some ways are going to be forced into that move by these power brands. So uh, it's, it's interesting because it transcends branding, selling golf all at the same time, which is quite an interesting case study. Actually, that's raised a really good point, Ed. You could write a paper on this in 10 years. <laughs> yeah, the evolution of the golf, golf hoodie. <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to... Sorry, Joe, go on. I would, no, I was just posing a, a theoretical thesis, but Ben, you go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say, you've also got to think that I doubt high... I could be wrong, but I doubt highly that Tyrrell or Rory's gone to uh, Adidas and Nike respectively and said, oh, I'd really like a hoodie for this weekend. Can you, can you get me one? They would have developed these hoodies with the branding, you know, I know Tyrrell has got um, a, a watch sponsor, which name eludes me, which is printed on there. It's not, he's not picked it up out of the wardrobe. They've, they've done that for them. So it probably, it almost definitely is a, is a marketing thing. Um, and it's a sensible move for, for these big, for these big brands, especially Adidas and Nike. Um, and you'll see it, you'll definitely see it now with the likes of um, Cobra, uh, well, Puma, sorry, is there quite, geared towards um, youth, shall we say, and, 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 and more style rather than the more traditional looks. And it's, and it's got to be, it's got to be a really clever marketing move and just saying, Hey, well, you know, why don't you wear this this weekend and, and uproar, you know, even no, no such thing as bad press, as they say, even if everyone's talking about the hoodie that they hate, it's, 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 it's in everyone's face and they've not, they've not really paid for that. So it's quite clever. I haven't paid a penny. The, the more the more I think about it, now we're talking about it, the more I think this is premedicated off the back of lockdown, general youth influence, at least what we've seen on social media for golf, mm. um, yeah. particularly TikTok. Yeah. And I think this is probably a power move from both of them. And they've had this in the in the planning since probably May. Yeah. Um, April, I May. Think, I think it fits in really well with the... the um, the trends from golf this year that have come like a lot of younger people are taking it up. It's been more popular than ever um, through COVID. And I think, yeah, I, I think it has been in the pipeline for a, a while. And I think that it's, yeah, it, it, I think it's definitely some, a, a good guerrilla marketing move from them. Um, but like you say, they're, they're smart. They're not like any old hoodie, which I think is a bit of a difference. I think that's where if it was like a, uh, not to pick on you Ben, but if it was like the hoodie you're wearing, um, I think think that would perhaps look yeah be slightly different you know with a big a big logo on and stuff but um, yeah I don't know it's interesting it's going to be interesting to where it goes see where it goes but um, so yeah Ben um, next question do you, do you think that this is going to lead itself towards um, like Joe mentioned before the drop of the collared shirts and potentially even the drop of the trousers you well think people could start wearing jeans the the interesting thing going to talk about the collared shirts I mean. For years now, Tiger's been wearing these non-collared shirts, right? Um, and 
two, there's two things to note on that. The first thing is nobody gave one when Tiger did it because he can do what he wants, I suppose. No, I don't think I don't ever remember. I think I maybe heard it mentioned once or twice in the last however many years I've been watching golf and you know thinking about golf. No one's ever said, oh, what about Tiger in this? Why, you know, nobody cares because he, he's the GOAT, if you will, right? So all of a sudden these players, not that Rory and uh, Tyrrell aren't fantastic, but because they have less of this barrier whereby people are almost brainwashed by whatever they do, they feel they, they, feel they have the right to criticise them. Um, you, you didn't see anyone criticising Tiger for it. Um, and the second point to note, which is almost slightly contradictory, is that it hasn't caught on either. I didn't see anybody wearing those Tiger shirts. Um, I don't think I've ever seen anybody wear one. Um, I'm not inclined to wear one. I don't particularly like it. Um, and it's interesting. So, I mean, I think the collared shirts look really nice. I think a lot of people think they look really nice. Um, and there's plenty of options out there which aren't smart or formal. They're completely relaxed, completely casual. All of, most of mine have got big stripes on. And, you know, they're not, they don't strike you as uncomfortable, do they? Um, so my answer to that question is no I, I don't think that's going to be away from college shirts I think they're probably going to stay I think they're one of the things that, that stick with golf whenever I play golf with my friends who aren't golfers they go into the wardrobe and they dig out a college shirt and they think as soon as they've got that they can play golf right that's, the, that's, that's kind of the, um, the main criteria for the Mr. Fine Polo shirt um, so I don't, I don't think that will change and I think if even if Tiger can market something which is non-coloured and it not take off. I don't think anybody else can really do it. Um, on, on that, that note, what, what, what do you reckon to Tiger's look with the like, um, what do you call it? The, um, the, the you know, with the, like, the high neck. It's like, it's like a turtleneck kind of thing. Yeah. What, what do you reckon to the turtleneck? Turtleneck Nike t- uh, t-shirt. I think I could, That's what I mean. I, I think I could pull it off. Not gonna lie, I think I'll pull it off. <laughs> I'd in it, and I think I'd be respected on the golf course. That's that, that's that's. I think he pulls it off. Just. Yeah. Just, but then, like I say, nobody's. If anyone's going to set a trend in golf, it would be Tiger Woods, and he's never set a trend. He's. I don't think he's ever really set a trend, has he? Nobody wears. I don't see anybody having those Tiger head covers. I don't see anybody wearing red on a Sunday. I don't see anybody, you know, I just don't, I don't think he's ever really set a, a, a style trend. No. And, I, and I don't think it's going to, and he still wears those. I think that's all he ever wears now is those yeah. non-collared polo neck kind of things. Uh, and nobody's, I don't think anybody's, anybody's caught on to it. I think it suits him. I think he, I think it works well. It looks good, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's the start of something. I really don't. It's a good point. And Ed, do you think, I know we make quite a few comparisons to tennis here, um, but like tennis has never had a, well, from, from even when me and you were growing up, there's never like kind of dress code, was there? Ever. But people still dressed relatively smartish, would you say? Yeah. But you don't, it, you never felt like you had to wear this and that. No. Golf, you felt like yeah. you had to wear a collared shirt because yeah. that was the I'm, way yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's just a feeling of like fitting in as well, and feeling like you know, like if you go to work, you wouldn't want to be that guy who stood there in like tracksuit bottoms or just a pair of jeans and a t-shirt. If it was a, a reasonably smart work environment, you just wouldn't want to be, you know, you like to feel dressed for the occasion. Um, and it's not like it's uncomfortable attire at all. Uh, a, co- a 
a, a collar t-shirt it's not yeah like Ben was saying it's comfortable and all the all the golf um golf stuff is comfy so um yeah interesting thought though interesting thought but Wimby White still stays doesn't it which I love mm. I'm a massive fan of Wimbledon like wearing white or Wimby mm. um massive fan of that but that's a that's a whole different topic well, it's a shame me and you didn't make it to the dubs last year wasn't it I know, I know. Corona, eh? Got short. Yeah. Corona, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Who would have been there first round? Damn. Oh, well. Corona, if you're watching, we're going to come for you next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've lost my, lost my track. <laughs> Any, anyway, golf. Um, something I'd like to, like to bring it back to is I think the thing that's reaching out and grabbing this movement back is maybe tradition. And I think tradition is the only thing that keeps keeping tradition alive is I think the older generations who um, still believe in it. Um, and I, and I, I, I think tradition is and golf of almost any sport has some of the most traditional values and traditional roots. And it's such an old sport and it's, it's, and it, I mean, obviously it comes from the fact that, when it was first invented, only the rich and the wealthy, and you know, it was done by aristocrats and people who could afford to go and play golf because it was it was deemed to be this um, wealth sport, which now which is it's less so now. Um, but that begs the I think begs the question: Will there be a point where golf loses its tradition, and is this the starting point or the first domino in that in that happening? Mm. I hope it's not, and I, and I, because I, I, I like a lot of the tradition behind golf, but, but boys, what do you think of that? I, I think it's just going to be a modernisation of the sport. I don't think it will lose. I think the traditional roots will always stay there. Although it'd be mm. interesting to see what happens in like twenty years' time when the generations have taken taken over. Um, mm. You know, when you, you've got the younger, like the younger generation of now, the, the people like McElroy and and Tyrrell Hatton, that that sort of age taking over. The, as being the older generation in the, in the clubs but um, I think it's a modernisation I would like to think that it, it, yeah you don't necessarily lose all of the tradition because I do like tradition just mm. like with the Wimbledon Whites but Joe what do you think? Adaptation isn't it? Adaptation uh, you've got to adapt or you die and I think golf is going through that process right now <laughs> Um, and they've needed it. And I think COVID's been the lifeline that other industries haven't had <laughs> for golf, right? Yeah, it's true. Like COVID's been golf's lifeline, or at least it's kickstart into the modern era. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my perspective on it anyway. And the best thing I think golf professionals, golf clubs, people within golf can do is accept that that's, there's an accelerated change within golf. Uh, within the wider world um, and they just need to ride the wave. There's so many cliches I've said in those, in those last few sentences, but I think, I think that's yeah, the, only one, the only one you missed was, I think was live, laugh, love. Oh. That one. <laughs> <laughs> they should have that on every clubhouse's uh, uh, entrance. Mm. Yeah, I think that's, but that, you're, you're right. I, 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 it is about adaptation. And as long as you don't forget where it's come from, and 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 uh, you know, people always talk about burning books, and that's all. That's all. That always touches me. People say that because I think that's a, a really sad thing when that when that 
movement happens and I, and I, I think that could happen with golf if you get if you you know get a, you can this could happen you could get a radical movement in golf whereby when these generations reach that point where they are of influence and they're the club captains they're the presidents they're the chairmen of all these golf clubs all of a sudden it becomes completely different and I hope that doesn't happen and I hope they don't then forget about what's come before that and I'm sure they won't but I there's such a quick jump in character and lifestyle between the generations that are around now compared to before you know 20 years or 40 years or whatever a couple of generations difference now you're talking well you're talking wearing hoodies and 40 years ago they were well where were we 40 years ago 1980 you know we were still using really old equipment and you know there was no such thing as rangefinders. There was no such thing as GPS. All the, all this stuff was just changed. And if you went forty years back from nineteen eighty, golf probably wasn't wildly wildly different. And I think the ethos was probably still the same. But I think now it's changing, and I think youth is very different to how. Um, oh, of course, it is different to older generations. But I just hope it doesn't become a radical movement whereby people start to look down on what, how, what it was before. And, that, and, I, and, I, and I can understand why they would think that, but I hope it happens smoothly and I hope it happens respectfully. Yeah, no, I agree. 40 years before that, wasn't that just cavemen hitting stones with sticks? Exactly, it's all it is. Anyway, how it's evolved. Um, anyway, to, uh, to kind of bring this together, I think there's, there's one thing that I've seen online this week which is kind of epitomised um, this whole debate, I think, which is great, which is from ha- Harold Varner. Uh, is it Harold Varner th- the third? The third, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, recently he's been he's been great saying the fact that golf is worried about a hoodie is honestly what's wrong with golf, and I yeah. do think that's a great way to summarise it because, like like we've like we've said, it is the right, it is perhaps the change that was necessary, and COVID has thrown golf that lifeline, um, and now it's taken advantage of it. So um, yeah, so so there we have it, but. Um, well, now I think we have a, a, a sneaky preview from a purchase of the week. So we all know that golf's a, a sport. You can, you can spend endless amounts of um, non... Uh, what's the word? Um, disposable. Non-disposable income. So the disposable income that's not there, but you can still spend money on golf because there's always a way. Um, but here we have it. So, Joe, what, what, what have you got for us this week? Let, let 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 me tell you, right? Let me tell you. Ben, I'm going to take you back to the summer of 2020. It wasn't that long ago. Maybe oh. 10 weeks. Maybe 10 <laughs> We were in the Forest of Dean. I want to say first, second, third hole. And I've taken a six iron. I've placed it middle of the fairway. And then I've taken eight iron in onto the green. Two putts makes a par. It's tipping it down with rain. Fine. I've gone off the back of that green and it slopes down. And what have I done? Eh? What have I done? Tell me. Tell the, tell the listeners. Gone head over heels. Absolutely. You know, there's, there's cartoons where the legs are going so quickly <laughs> that they are static in midair. And all of a sudden, bam, it was just like that. And it was, it was beautiful to watch. And you went, Joe... Well, I don't think you went this, but in my head, you've gone. Well, in my head, I went, Joe, why don't you wear golf shoes with grip on them rather than 
a pair of worn trainers. And I said, well, I don't feel it's worth the investment. However, <laughs> however, it's now winter and it's high time that my feet are wet. The ground is muddy. It's sodden. I'm moving about like I'm on Strictly Come Dancing. And I bought myself a pair of golf shoes. Uh, and I'm going to review them for you right now. First day, they've just arrived. It's the, it's the Callaway. You won't be able to see that. The Callaway Chev Comfort. That is a waterproof series of shoe that, according to the bullet points right here, they have a leather upper, a sport Oxford lacing, OptiVent, that's a tra registered trademark name, mesh liner for breathability and heat management. Callaway Comfort Footbed, OptiSoft, that's another registered trademark, just going to put that in there, even midsole for natural ground, feel and comfort. New permanent traction rubber outsole, new ETS permanent cleat design, one year limited waterproof guarantee, warranty rather, not guarantee. Oh, mate. 30 day comfort guarantee. I don't know what happens when you become uncomfortable. <laughs> no idea. But uh, they're the shoes that I bought. Amazon Prime, fifty two ninety nine. Came within a day. And there they are. Unreal. Lovely. Unreal. Oh, you've spikes. got... Not slightly different. But like grip spikes kind of thing. There is the, gr the grip spikes are a slightly different colour to mine. Yeah. I think I do have a slightly different version. Yeah. yeah you must do. I anyway, think mine are great. The first test is this weekend. Two rounds of golf. It's raining. And Amazing. What size did you go for, Joe? This is interesting. So I saw yours, and I thought yours were rather large. <laughs> I've gone for a 10. Standard. I'm a standard 10. Oh, <laughs> and I'm, I look like a clown. I'm usually a 9.5 slash a 10, and I've opted for the size 9. Ooh, brave. Fits, fits like a dream. Oh, there we go. <laughs> like a dream. There we go. Like a dream. So then... That, that's it for this week's uh, What Have You Purchased? Or whatever we called it. Amazing. The best investment. Golf shoes. The best investment come winter. Ben, well, you wouldn't know because so. you've, you've had them for a while, so you've forgotten what it's I've like. I've got to say, I've, I, I've had some Adidas golf shoes, which I've had for probably genuinely like five years. And they are a bit yellow now. They were white. They're a bit yellow now. But you know what? They're still, pre they're still pretty good going. They hold up. And that was 40, 40 quids worth spent five years ago. So as Jay said, they are worth the investment, especially coming into winter. You don't want to be uh, ice skating around the golf course. That's, that's, that's for sure. No, not at all. Not, not at all. Well, there we have it. So we close it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there we, there we have it. So this week's, um, this week's, uh, topical debate is a hoodie acceptable on the golf course well i think we have um discovered and, and found out that it that we think it is um I'm join sure... us next week while we wear hoodies around the best golf courses in the country <laughs> and see if we get stoned <laughs> by the members as we leave <laughs> <laughs> yeah ben will send you in for that mate <laughs> send you in for that but uh, yeah, so there we have there we have it. Thanks for listening. Uh, let us know what your thoughts are on as well, um, and we'll catch you again soon. Yeah, do you want to mention the socials? Oh, cheeky socials! Forgot about that. Um, yeah, so uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Naturally, um, 
so uh, social media we've got instagram give us a follow uh tiktok for a bit more uh for a few more funny vids um uh and we and we have website website launching this weekend um so uh we've got a little bit of blog we've got some got some articles some reviews some more videos um so yeah uh, check us out